guys. Welcome to the Wentworth CM Club podcast. This is your host, Chase K. Cook, along with co-hosts Adam and Zach. And today we have two special guests. We have Peter and Mark from FOSS. They do illuminated safety solutions for construction. Um, so I guess either Mark or Peter, I'm not sure who wants to take it. Uh, but would you mind just giving us a brief explanation of FOSS, kind of how the company came about? And the one thing that I was really interested in was the halo lighting system that you guys have. Sure. Well, it, uh, it started a long way from the uh, halo lighting system. So uh, it's an interesting uh, journey. Um, FOSS is actually Greek for light. So um, Andrew Kamitri, who started the company, uh, he's a Greek Cypriot living in Britain. And uh, oof, over a decade ago, he uh, used to have a lot of uh, guys working in bars and clubs. Uh, so security detail and just keeping people safe and ejecting people when they needed to. Um, but of course, clubs are very dark. So uh, he had a real problem in terms of identifying his own people that were always patrolling around in these low light situations. So it struck to him as an idea is, well, why don't I light them up? So um, so basically, that's where it uh, where it all started from, really, which is, you know, lighting his people so that he could see them in low light conditions. So, you know, as it uh, as it progressed from there, um, and one of the great things about Frost is that it's very much uh, customer led. So as he started to expand these lights into different environments, um, you know, people it would catch people's attention. And they would say, well, can you do this? And can you do that? And can you do the other? And being an entrepreneur, the answer was always yes. Uh, so uh, really, that's how it started. And, and where I think that's a good base is that the, the company has always been customer led. So customers tend to come up with situations that they have. And they come to FOSS and say, hey, could you help me with this? And, uh, and that's how it's really evolved. So from lighting people to lighting static objects, to lighting dangerous zones, to lighting vehicles, and uh, the product development uh, continues yeah, to this day. So um, yeah, very much customer led, uh, and it's really a story of success based on listening to customers, which is a good lesson for a lot of companies, I think, today. And as far as where the company started, did it start over in Europe and then make its way over here to North America, or? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So yeah, uh, very much UK based and uh, with 76 million people trying to kill each other with uh, heavy equipment. Uh, there's a big market over there in that uh, little island. So uh, FOSS really never had an appetite to move outside of its borders. But their uh, director of uh, operations is a guy that I've known for 25 years and you know one day we were chatting because obviously with the COVID pandemic coming along it was a case of you know you have lots of companies have to pivot so we had a consulting company here in uh, North America uh, and he basically said hey you know would you be interested because you know we've got this really good product and they don't really want to go outside of the borders but I think you could do something with it so back in January last year uh, we started to talk to Andrew, the CEO, and said, hey, what about letting us having have the opportunity and see if it will fly uh, in North America? So, yeah, it was uh, he was nervous about that because, you know, it's, uh, you know, once you start to move to a global scenario, the, the rules change. It's much more complex. The logistics and shipping is, uh, is very much uh, more complicated. 
but at the end of the day, there's lots of heavy equipment here in North America, and there's lots of soft, squishy people. And, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is to keep those uh, squishy things away from the hard things. So, so new to market, um, it's not been as quick as we would have liked, um, but, you know, we're in strange times at the moment, for sure. Um, but certainly since we've started to promote it here, uh, clearly there's been a massive uh, appetite for it. In fact, one of the videos, short videos they put on LinkedIn not too long ago has had over 600,000 views. So uh, from that, it went crazy. And then lots of mining in South America and Central America as well. So since our first conversations, we, we've negotiated the rights to distribute to the Americas actually. So, um, so yeah, it's all got a bit complex and uh, hectic and obviously Peter is uh, running the sales team, which is, uh, which is looking after that. Again, very much the focus on uh, the halo lights. Uh, we do have other, other products as well, for sure. Um, but as we like to say, it's a very simple solution for complex environments. And I think that's why it's going quite well here and of course a lot of the equipment is the same you know a cat 950 or whatever is the same in europe if, as if it's uh, you know in uh, here in north america and i know they've got a presentation in two weeks to ferrovial uh, in spain um, there's a small operation in uh, australia as well uh, in the mining there so so uh, just just as mark said um, you know our role here really is to listen to our customers and uh, Foz, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the company started off as a lighting company, um, but we, we really like to um, find out where the at-risk areas are from our customers and just make, make the world a safer place. So um, if you're thinking about folks that work on uh, job sites with really heavy and dangerous machinery, there's a lot of places where you, know, you don't want to be standing, um, especially when you're tired or you're rushing and you just want to get this thing done and you know those things can result in you know catastrophe really so um so we're just adding an extra level of security um, to these sites with our lighting um to make sure people don't get hurt um so so really um you know we we work very closely with with our customers to uh to see you know where we can make uh this this a little bit better so no, that, that's really interesting. I like how uh, it's just like, it's something that's necessary, but it doesn't seem like something that like a lot of companies are really, you know, like doing and like going out there and getting it. Um, so I had a question. So as you guys are like moving into the US and like getting bigger here and like getting bigger in the Americas, uh, do you make your stuff, like make the lighting and like the protection stuff here or is it made somewhere else and shipped to the Americas? Yeah, it's uh, it's made elsewhere and shipped uh, to the UK um, and then shipped on to us. But uh, we're looking at ways to to move that more direct. And we're also looking at ways to actually manufacture it on shore as well. Right. So uh, the situation at the moment is where we where we, there, there are a lot of cheap knockoffs. Um, and that, that sounds terrible. We would say that, wouldn't we? Uh, but, you know, our, our lights are warrantied for two years, 50,000 hours, you know, dust proof, waterproof. Uh, although, to be fair, we have some snowplow operators who, uh, who, who decide they're going to tell us if it's dust proof or waterproof. Uh, and, and those are the guys that know for sure. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, we've got a, uh, a supplier which is uh, which stands behind its products, and uh, so at the moment, yeah, it's uh, we're starting to hold more and more inventory here. We're new to market clearly, uh, um, and uh, so you know, cash flow is always an issue when you start to stock up. So like any company, we're going small and you know getting it out there, and we'll start to build and do more onshore as we uh, as we progress and grow as a company. Yeah, and just on that, we uh, we just like to see what our customers are, are doing with the equipment. Um, and once we've spoken to them and have the equipment on their uh, vehicles and machines and at-risk areas, and we have a LinkedIn page and it's also on our website as well, so you can see some of those different examples. Uh, you know, we can we've we've had um, pieces of equipment at airports and uh, cement mixers, uh, rollers, and um, big Cat 980s and all kinds of interesting pieces of equipment. Now, when you talk about all of this equipment and the different brands and everything, is it, do you find that your product is mostly installed out in the field uh, as kind of an aftermarket option after the customer purchases? Or have you ever looked into installing it straight from the factory? So when someone orders a brand new piece of equipment, they could just spec that it already comes with your lighting on it? Yeah, no. So, I mean, it's mostly aftermarket. I mean, clearly, you know, when you've got uh, I don't know if we can actually mention them here. You might have to cut that out. But uh, you know, there are large uh, equipment rental companies, uh, for example, that will uh, put our gear onto their stuff before they uh, before they sell out. But uh, we're not working with any OEM um, suppliers like Caterpillar or people like that. Um, and I'm sure they, in time, that they will come up with their own. Um, you know, that's that's a competitive threat for us for sure. That you know, what it's an aftermarket piece. Do they see that as something that they will put on their uh, vehicles going forward? Yeah, probably. But to Peter's point is, you know, it's not just about sticking some lights onto uh, a, a digger or a bulldozer. You know, we, we work with our customers to say, where are your points of highest risk and how can we help that to uh, to work? So, for example, we're working with a gold mine up in northern Ontario. And believe it or not, every time the bulldozer takes its third big shovel of 30 tons or whatever else a geologist jumps in the bucket and takes a sample <laughs> what could possibly go wrong uh so 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 basically this this uh, this massive truck has uh, red lights around it when it's operating when it's right for the uh, uh geologist to jump into the bucket then they can change the switch to make it green so again it's not just about lights it's about actually how you use the lights so we're working with you know clients to say well you know, I've just spilled something in my eyes. Let's head for the eye wash station. Well, where is it? Well, it's over there, right? But if you could put a light around it, which is green or blue or whatever else. So, so what we do is much more think about how we can use our lighting in, you know, their specific circumstances. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that more and more of this equipment will, uh, will come with a standard or as an option in due course. But we're not worried about that. That, that'll just drive adoption. Um, but, but as Peter said earlier, we take more pride in working with our customers to look at their sites and say, where could, you know, what could possibly go wrong and how could our lights enhance what you're doing at the moment? I mean, electric vehicles, for example, is, is, is high on our list at the moment because people don't hear these things coming, right? And, you know, EVs are the future for sure. Um, so the more you can actually, 
you know identify that uh, that uh, truck because you know uh, that's that's got to be the way forward as we as we see it so we kind of welcome that do we want to be working with manufacturers no we want to we'd rather be working with end users frankly that's just who we are as a culture and to, to peter's point we're trying to make complex environments safer for our clients yeah absolutely mark and you know our solutions are super affordable as well and there are other products on the market that uh, that integrate really well with us with ours in terms of uh, proximity sensors and radar and things like that and and actually some of the equipment you know some of the uh, the equipment already have those fitted uh into them so um just what we're trying to do is add to that and add that extra level of safety because I mean, the radar is probably going to help the pilot of the vehicle but then what about um, the pedestrian as well so you know you can add that other level and you can see that light that's what we say with FOSS with see the light so um so so those are there and 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 also uh you know just in terms of safety we're we're, we're just we're just adding that extra level like I say so so I was looking on the website earlier and I saw something very interesting about FOSS. So you do like commercial construction and leisure like activities like lights for um, yep. like cyclists or runners for safety because that's really important. In fact, my fifth grade teacher unfortunately passed away in a situation like I mean he had lighting and everything but who knows it could be more effective. Yep. So I was just kind of wondering about that aspect of the company, like which came first, the construction yep. lighting or the leisure? Yeah, no, it's a good question. So the leisure came first because uh, that was a, obviously that followed on from the um, uh, the uh, the guys walking around in the nightclubs and lighting them up. So uh, and uh, Andrew and a couple of the other guys there were keen cyclists as well. So. Again, they married their own passion with something they saw as a need and what customers were asking. So, so in terms of our plans for North America, not, we don't really want to get into the retail side of things. So uh, we're certainly using some of the wearables because, you know, again, as an integrated solution, you know, the cords around the hard hat, for example, you know, you can see if you're up in a crane or whatever else you can see people, we've got these little mag magnetic uh, lights, armbands, belts. So again, if it actually improves the visibility of your workforce, then you know we'll go for any everything. But as part of an integrated package, we're not really interested in going into the leisure side of things in terms of you know uh, here's a pack for your for your bike and stuff like that. And you know really we're not big enough to do that. And you know working in retail, it's um, you know it's just not somewhere we want to be. It's uh, you know you're just taking calls all the time of people saying you know I broke my you know, my broke my band and, you know, what can you do about it? And, you know, it's, that's not what we're into. We're, we're, we're more into working with construction. Not, not being funny. I think that's where we'll make the biggest impact. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any uh, customers that you know of in the Boston area that have purchased these products before? Uh, I haven't got it in front of me. Uh, it's, for some reason, uh, Illinois seems to be our hotspot at the moment. So... That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knew? Oh. Uh, but certainly, uh, certainly there, we've, we've, for some reason, you know, whether it's because of the LinkedIn video or whatever else, but, uh, but really big, you know, had a huge um, uh, load of interest from uh, South America with the, uh, with the mines, obviously, because it's huge mining down there. So, you know, we've been brushing up on our Spanish, or in my case, trying to learn some words. You know, I, I know I'd ordered two beers, but that's about it. 
Um, so, uh, so we've had some fun with Microsoft Translator with some of these uh, some of these calls. But no, other than that, you know, I mean, um, you know, we've done one today in uh, Jasper, Alabama, with Peter there, for for example, one in Phoenix. Like it's all over the place, Miami, you know, Houston. So, um, I mean, America's a big place, right? So, you know, <laughs> we're uh, we're uh, we're seeing them come in from all over the place and all sorts of different uh, industries. So, whether it's communications, construction, farming, we've seen uh, we're a lot of success with uh, cranes. Uh, you know, where you're you're working from height and you're far away from the people that are wandering around. So um, yeah, it's it's fairly um, it's it's fairly generic. Uh, we've kind of stayed away from um, too many on-road vehicles at this point, um, which is uh, which is interesting. But we'll we'll get into that in due course for sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's quite a wide quite a wide range industries and uh, locations for sure. I think with the on-road vehicles, and I think before you mentioned snow plows, yeah. that seems like a perfect opportunity even if you just put one on the back because people on the highway are constantly getting too close yeah. to the plow and they're constantly putting up the message boards and everything telling people to back off so if you could put a nice little red line across the highway behind the plow that would be great yeah no it's it's we uh, we were talking to a snow plow uh, is my stressful snow plow uh that they gave us and they were in, in our so, so we're in calgary here so we get four months of really cold weather it's been minus 42 we had 42 centimeters of snow just before christmas so the players are out working but for three four months of the year on average they get hit 15 times just in this 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 province here right and if you see them they're all lit up with beacons and and they still get hit right so uh so we're we're working closely with uh, the, the snow plows to uh you know put a border around the outside of the, the blades and then we can do these illuminated panels on the back um, and it's it's quite interesting actually i mean you know one of those panels on the back will cost around eight thousand us dollars and you, you know you look at you know because those those are the expensive bits the lights themselves are around 100 bucks each but uh, in terms of these big panels and they go, ooh, that's a lot of money. And you go, 15 times, you know, and on average, your player's off the road, you know, for 10 days. It's like, it's it, it, it's crazy. So, you know, what price safety? Well, some people do have a price on safety, others not so much, but uh, but you got a small window. So I think uh, we've done some pilots with some snow players and they worked out quite well. So I think you'll probably see more of those uh, in the coming years for sure because it's as you say zach it's uh, it's an obvious application right i mean i have no idea how people hit snowplows. i just I, like they're huge and they have flashing lights but you still hit them i mean but as as you know and people do the weirdest stuff you just got to drive a mile down the freeway and you look and you go what were you thinking right and, and oftentimes people aren't and uh, you know that's that's really the essence of what we do which is try to make it you know uh, as foolproof as possible Chase, have you ever seen a snowplow in action? Oh. I, my grandpa in Michigan has one that you ride on, and then in the back it like blows snow out, if that's the right yeah. <laughs> terminology. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, California's a lovely place. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it. I'm on um, the South Coast. Yeah. They have, they have snow up in the Donner Pass and everything, though, right? So, there's no up in the mountains i'm in yeah. like hilly areas yeah, yeah. up in the mountains from a distance you'll see the snow and yeah. like some areas in northern california do get yeah snow. yeah stay safe 
good. Yeah, I think it was 50 today and I was personally freezing. <laughs> 54 right now. Yeah, not gonna, I'm not going to uh, feel sorry for you. I think, like I said, I think we hit minus right. 40, 45 back in January. See. Oh my God. Have you ever heard of Con Expo? One in Vegas? Yeah. Yep. Did you go last year? No, it was too soon for us. So, because uh, we're new to market. So, uh, yeah, didn't have a chance to go there. Plus, with all the travel restrictions, um, it's been difficult for us to get anywhere, frankly. So, yeah, I was at the one in um, back in March with the club from my school, and it was a great time. And I think. Yeah for something like you it would be the perfect place because there's so many contractors there and then yeah. all the different equipment manufacturers that make anything you could think of are there yeah. I feel like it would be the perfect place to showcase what you have yeah no i appreciate the recommendation and that's that's something we'll get to i think you know like any startup you know even though they're established in the uk and some parts of europe you know this is a new product here so we're starting, you know, on a way that we can uh, that we can cope with because the worst thing we want to do is to go too fast too soon and all of a sudden you can't keep up with the customer demand. But uh, you're right, Zach. I think you know, with uh, you know, once this pandemic seems to have uh, passed by a little bit more and things get back a little bit to no more to normal, uh, that's certainly been our plan. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll see you there next year. Yeah, hopefully. I think the next one is in 2023. Okay, uh, perfect. And I've been begging our uh, club advisor, Mike. I keep asking if we can go with the uh, club. Yeah. And if we can't go with the club, I said, could you buy me a ticket and I can go on my own? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great yeah. time. Well, we, we, we could send you down to represent both, Mike. That'd be, uh, that, that would be cool. Yeah, I can uh, come and meet you guys in person. That'd be cool. Yeah. What is that? Awesome. You could fly to California and then we could drive to Vegas. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Club trip. Swim in the backyard pool. <laughs> <laughs> well what could possibly go wrong <laughs> i'm in uh, i'll be in vegas in february we're running the, the marathon there again so uh, let's make moved it to february from, from november so i'm hoping we'll be able to travel away then so i think they just announced the boston marathon here is going to be on and there's going to be like twenty thousand spaces or something yeah and then you could do the rest virtually right so uh so apparently we, my wife tells me we're doing that too so <laughs> Like I say, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so did have you guys like thought about making like a regular strobe light? Like, is that is that something that has been in production for you guys, like in Europe? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, when, once you start flashing a light, there's all sorts of regulations that come into play, right? So how many times it cycles, how many times per minute it does all that, and it's different per jurisdiction. So all of a sudden, it gets really, really complicated. And, uh, you know, then you got to say, well, what's the trade off with it getting complicated and trying to get it licensed and registered and approved? And, you know, what happens if I move from this state to this state or this province to this province? It was legal here. Now it's illegal there. So and does it make it any more safe than what we got at the moment? And, you know, we, we would say probably not. So uh, to be honest, Adam, probably the investment into that is is not where we want to go. Where our product development is going is in things like uh, walkways. Mm -hmm. So Peter's working on a big um, um, opportunity at the moment with a large US uh, company 
to, to, to light their walkways. So, uh, you know, again, you've got massive pieces of equipment trundling around these massive plants, which are in pretty obnoxious condition, you know, dark, dusty, dirty, you know, uh, and uh, there's crossings for people. So what, what our latest product development there is a um, crosswalk, which actually has, you know, lights delineating the, uh, uh, the pathway, red and green, go figure, uh, and all integrated in with, um, uh, uh, with um, um, traffic lights. So, uh, so, so, so again, it's, it's all about listening to the customer and it's all about, you know, making things uh, safer. So we kind of go where the customer demands rather than sitting here thinking, well, what can we do next? And, and that's been a key requirement. And I think beyond that, then we're, we're probably moving into more of the RFID sensor, which is which will um, will set an alarm off in your hard hat, you know, should you enter a zone, which you shouldn't be. So so we kind of got a roadmap in terms of where we're going to take these products um, and uh, it's going to keep us busy for the next couple of years for sure. Have, so if I have like, if I had a factory, how far off the floor could I put uh, one of your lights to shine in like a crosswalk situation before you wouldn't really be able to see it anymore on the floor? Yeah, it's good. Good question. It's nine meters is when they start to wash out, Zach. Um, and uh, we did have to, uh, we had to turn down a deal for a large uh, bucket because they needed 14 meters. And it's just like, you know, you can't just keep making it a brighter and brighter bulb, right? It just becomes, you know, ineffective. So nine meters in 95% of the cases is, is more than enough. Again, it depends which angle you're, 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 you're putting them to. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that, so you can have them straight down, obviously, or at an angle. So again, depends on that. But if, you, if we work on nine meters to say that, you know, we're comfortable that uh, that's the distance you can send a light, which will be reasonable. So roughly for our American friends, roughly 30 feet, give or yes. take. Sorry, good. Yes, 30 feet is good. Yeah, about 30 feet. So We're uh, constantly working with different time zones. Now we got to work with different uh, units of measurement. It's a, It was an interesting one when I first came to Canada because people would ask for a, a three-meter piece of four by two. And you go like, well, how does that work then? And I was talking to a civil engineer friend of mine. He says, ah, they just kind of figure it out. I went, okay. That's why all the buildings are like this. <laughs> No, that's so just they actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do the length in meters, but the width and the depth in inches yeah. and feet. Yeah. That doesn't make any well, sense. <laughs> none of it makes sense, mate, but you know, hey, you know, when in Rome. <laughs> that's funny. I've never heard someone say that before. That's yeah, really funny. three meter piece of four by two. Well, they know what a four by two is, right? You know, because that's just classic, right? You know, yeah. so and a four by two is not even four by two, of course, because by the time it's planed and everything. Well, you know this, you guys are the experts, but yeah, three meter piece of four by two. Thanks. <laughs> that's something I never understood in the, our building systems class. Are explaining how you know, planing and shrinking the wood and it actually comes out to like an inch and a half. And I said, well, why don't they just cut it at two and a half? And then by the time you're done, it's two. Yeah. But <laughs> that would be way too sensible. Someone smarter than me probably made that decision. So uh, it's just like changing the culture, right? I mean, it would just, you'd have to change so much. It's just, it's just more trouble than it's worse, probably, you know, just people that, know what they know, right? It actually started at it actually started off like that. Like it was like two inches by four inches, but then like yeah. as, as the trees start more, more trees start getting cut down you can't put more trees up as quick as you cut them down. Uh, it's yeah. just uh, economically like cheaper 
to do to have the uh, half inch off or the three quarter inch off. Yeah. My uh, I, I did a one year vocational school and that that's what stuck in my brain. So. <laughs> oh, right. Cool. I know I've learned something as well, yeah. which is good. But it is funny when you, you know, when we, you know, Peter talked earlier on about behavioral based safety and, uh, you know, some of the things that you come across and you, you, you know, you're doing these uh, look backs in terms of why, you know, things went wrong in a work environment. And sometimes you just look at it and you just do not know what the person was thinking when they behaved in a certain way. You look as a sensible human being. And some of these people, these people are not dumb people. They're just, as Peter said, whether they're tired distracted you know mind on other things got a hundred things in their head that they're supposed to be thinking about but you know when you when you come across some of these unfortunate incidents unfortunately it's uh you know it is scary sometimes when you think you just look at it and you go how did that person cut their hand off you know i mean it's mm. a spinning blade like what is like why did they not know it was a spinning blade you know well you know i made a sign once when i was working with an oil and gas company and it said holding your breath question mark risk of death Right. And it was an H2S sampling cabinet. And rather than putting the mask on, because these guys have been doing this for, I've been doing this for 40 years, you know, rather than uh, they would hold their breath, take the sample, shut the door again. And then, uh, and, and that was it. And it was just, I was just thinking, making that sign, thinking, what is wrong with a human race? I have no idea how we've got this far, frankly. But, uh, you know, you know, again, the more we can, the more we can help to, uh, to keep people that are distracted, disorientated, tired, overworked whatever you know the more that we can help them to you know go home and work from uh, from work at night then you know we, we've had a good day so that's kind of what drives us really yeah it's definitely sorry it's definitely the education piece as well i mean you know, our lighting is uh, you know it's integrated with radar and other things that, uh, that the vehicle already has great uh, you know our lighting is not going to stop the vehicle um you know it's not going to stop that person uh, you know, physically from walking into something. And it, it, essentially it's lighting. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's an education piece. I mean, once you see the light, you're probably going to have a near miss or at least prevent a near miss and prevent injury completely. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have an education piece and you're going to think either to yourself that, oh, gee, that wasn't a good idea. Or, or, you know, your supervisor's going to say, hey, look, you know, we needed to have a chat. Um, you know, we're also working on, uh, you know, big data. That's kind of where we want to go. So, you know, you can see over time uh, how many people have sort of breached the zone. Um, and then you can have a look at that data and then improve things within the company and the organization. So there, there, there's a future within this too. So, I think that's probably, that's what I, I think that's the cool, like the part I find like coolest about like the construction side of it, at least. Uh, it's like preventing like that preventative uh maintenance court sort of but with obviously with health instead like sometimes you just like you said you like you guys have said like you just have a long day and you're just just want to get to your car and like and you're gonna cross in front of a path of like some something that's gonna run you over but you see a big right big red light or like hear a beep in your helmet or something that's gonna make you go like what and then say potentially save you yeah so it's it's a very uh i think i think very cool well, that's what we're hoping anyway, you know, and, uh, it, it, you know, it, it is, you know, we're, we are complex adaptive systems and uh, we do weird stuff, right? And, uh, you know, the more we can help to, uh, to prevent us getting hurt, then, uh, you know, the, 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 the better it is, right? So, uh, so, yeah, as Peter says, is it, is it going to, you know, be the only thing? No, but, you know, in terms of helping 
you know, uh, an organization to keep its people safe, then, you know, why wouldn't you have it? You know, uh, you can light up a, uh, a quarter of a million dollar dozer for, for a grand. It's a no brainer, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's not exactly a difficult sell either. You know, like, why wouldn't you have that on your bulldozer, right? So, um, and the takeoff's been really good and people have been really excited about it. We're really excited to talk to people about it. So, uh, you know, I think we're, we're in a good spot to, to grow new to market but you know we want to we want to get it out there and again it sort of breeds success so as more people see it it's like hey i saw that what is that well it's some lights okay <laughs> so, but uh, you know we like to talk to people about you know and, and peter's been out with his clipboard wandering around sites and saying you know have you thought about this what about that you know so it's not just about selling lights that anybody could sell lights but we're yeah, absolutely. Uh, an integrated program, right? So that uh, and it enhances what they've got uh, already. And, and, you know, let's be frank, you know, if you've got a culture of poor workplace safety, you know, your lights are not going to make it any different, right? Because, you know, it, it starts with the culture of the company as well. So we're more about polishing what people have got and enhancing it rather than saying, you know, if you haven't got these, you know, you're not taking it seriously. It's, it's not about that. So, you know, and we've got a company that prides itself that they haven't had an injury in seven years. I'm kind of a bit worried about that, but we'll, that's another, that's an argument for another day. But even there, they're saying, you know, we want to maintain this. So they're talking to us about how they can even improve, even with a track record that they've got. So it's not just about the people that come to us who are obvious, which says we've had a couple of incidents recently. You know, we need to get better. There's some people that said we're really good at this, but we can still get better. So it's interesting seeing that you know, that uh, whole continuum in terms of, you know, uh, those that are really good at it and those that are really poor at it. It's, it's quite a broad appeal. And it's, it's also just it's one of those things that lighting just has that uh, that is better than some physical things that are already there. And, and we're not saying stop doing those uh, physical things such as uh, pylons on the ground. No, those absolutely need to be there. But it's just an additional layer that we can add to that. Um, you know, for example, if uh, there's a crane, perhaps, and the crane moves and, uh, you know, the pylons do need to be physically moved. So it takes a person to get out and move those things. Well, the light is going to be there and it's going to follow the vehicle around. Uh, I've seen where the pylons have sort of, you know, got a bit close, closer than that sort of four meter zone around uh, the vehicle. So, you know, with, with the light being installed, it's it's right there and it's a constant a constant reminder. Um, you know, also in terms of uh, Mark talked a little bit earlier about some of the crosswalks. Uh, customer let me know the other day that uh, the paint on the ground because they're such high intensity, high use, uh, it's kind of tough environments with big heavy trucks moving in and out. Um, the paint just dis disintegrates so uh, so much quicker than you know just your regular side of the road so you know you, you end up not being able to see uh, the, the 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 lines that that need to be clear for pedestrians and uh people on the road to see so the light there is something that we're adding and uh with a guarantee is that we have fifty thousand hours on our uh, on our LED lights, and uh, you know that's going to be better than than a bit of paint. So, so that's what we're trying to do. I've noticed in a couple of places uh, that with that paint, whether it's um, you know a keep clear zone towards an exit or a do not stand here zone, that it seems like 
they paint it once when they build the place or when they take ownership and then they never ever go back and touch it up ever again and you walk in and you can see there's a little speck of yellow there and a little speck of yellow over there and you know it's not not as clear as it was on day one yeah yeah and, yeah. and there's a lot of people like that that you know do the right thing at the planning stage because the architect said you need this stuff but they don't actually believe you know what what has been put in there for and of course you know you're in a warehouse and you stick down that black and yellow uh, stripy tape to keep the forklifts in line and they run over it it peels off <laughs> it's like, you know, what were you thinking that was a really good idea um so again it just uh you know there's just you know I mean, it's limitless in terms of how you can apply these things, right? You know, but you need to do it intelligently, you know, move away from red, go towards green, you know, use blue for a mustard point, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, uh, you know, every every application, you just need to think about it and work with the customer to make it best use, you know. So, you know, again, in terms of, you know, your jobs going forward when you end up in, you know, construction management, you know, I mean, it's going to be on your shoulders that the people go home at night, right? So, you know, you, you know, can't turn around and just say, well, I didn't know. You know, that responsibility weighs heavy on your uh, on your shoulders in those management roles. And, um, you know, and rightly so. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really pleased to be working with some really progressive management who say, you know what, my number one job is to keep our people safe and your product can help us. So that's kind of cool. So I guess one last question uh, and kind of put you on the spot would be if anyone interested is looking to uh, get either an internship or a full-time position with FOSS, is there a way that they could get in touch and are you hiring at all? Sure. Uh, I think, uh, well, we're new to market for sure. The rate is going at the moment. Um, you know, we are uh, definitely looking to grow. So, you know, um, yeah, we, we're, uh, we're hoping the trajectory goes like that uh you know i uh, i believe it will and um, like i say new to market the americas is a big uh, place to uh, to to work in uh we're certainly um uh, growing far quicker than we thought which causes some um, some some issues for sure and um, we're only a small company here uh, but again we've just negotiated to take on the whole of america so yeah we have to grow so um you know uh, anybody's interested to contact me you got my email address then yeah i have it yeah so yeah just uh, just drop me a note uh usual rules apply what do you want why do you want it and what what could you possibly do for me right and that's that's kind of the way it, uh, that's kind of the way it would work right and if anyone is interested in buying any of these fancy lights yeah speak to peter yeah, we, you know, we're always looking for, for supporters. And, uh, you know, what we're doing is it, they also look really cool as well. So we're on Instagram and someone informed me the other day, we're on TikTok too. So um, oh, I love so, it. Yeah, yeah. So it. I'm happy to send you those links. And, uh, you know, these lights, they're, they're super, super bright. And it looks like something from Star Wars, actually, the red beams. So uh, you can't miss them. So it's, it's a lot of fun too. And, especially the environment we've got uh, at Foz, you know, it, sometimes we hear from our customers that there's some, some kind of tough situations, but, you know, we like to, uh, we like to be able to make sure that uh, we're working in, in a positive environment. So, so it's a lot of fun too. I've got the TikTok up here. I definitely approve. I think that's the best way to get the millennials these days. <laughs> yeah. The millennials got any money? you know your guess is as good as mine i don't think so especially <laughs> after college there you go that's right you got to spend the first 15 years paying off your debt yeah 
Well, if you're working in construction, then you're probably going to want to have some <laughs> some extra protection. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much, Mark and Peter, for coming on the episode. We really enjoyed learning more about FOSS and going more in depth about the company. And thank you.